WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latte from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. I'm Janae Pierre. This pattern of cutting from our city agencies, gutting them, is not new. We have seen this since the beginning of the Adams administration. Progressives in the New York City Council are pushing back against planned budget cuts by Mayor Eric Adams, calling them unnecessary and harmful. Last week, Adams ordered city agencies to cut 5% of their budgets, saying the cost of migrants will destroy the city. He also warned agencies to prepare for future cuts. Council member Jennifer Gutierrez spoke at a rally Tuesday. She says there's not much the council can do to stop the mayor's first round of cuts. And so we either opt in to take a vote as a council, vote it down, um, or try to appeal to the mayor to come back and say, this actually is a bad idea. Lawmakers said the planned cuts exceed the actual cost of housing migrants and that Adams failed to properly manage the crisis. A New Jersey mayor is among a dozen people suing the federal government, looking to end the use of a secret watch list they say denies Muslims due process. WNYC's Lewis Hockman has more. Mohamed Karula is a U.S. citizen, a former teacher, and the five-term mayor of Prospect Park, New Jersey. But this past spring, the Secret Service told him he couldn't attend an Eid celebration at the White House he'd been invited to. I discovered that if I don't do something now, my children and their children will probably be second-class citizens based on their ethnic and religious background. Karula's name appears on a leaked copy of a government watch list with 1.5 million others. The Council on American-Islamic Relations says almost all are Muslim or of Middle Eastern descent, and there's no way to get them removed. The FBI declined to comment. Stay close. There's more after the break. On this week's On the Media, does the rise of X signal the fall of traditional right-wing outlets? You don't have to have this website and a link that people have to click on. You can just say stuff and he can get attention. You know, you don't need to be Breitbart to do that anymore. Also, what does decolonization really mean? On this week's On the Media from WNYC. Find On the Media wherever you get your podcasts. The NYPD is making nearly twice as many narcotics arrests per month than it did when Mayor Eric Adams took office. But after police killed a man last month during what they say was a drug arrest, some say the strategy comes at too high a cost. 
WNYC reporters Bahar Ostadan and Charles Lane talked with my colleague Michael Hill about the reasoning and risks behind the rise in drug arrests. Bahar, you started asking questions about drug arrests when you were covering this incident in the Bronx last month where Eric Dupre was killed with a drink cooler. Tell us about that case. That's right. So Eric Dupre was 30 years old. He was killed in the Kingsbridge section of the Bronx when an NYPD sergeant detective in the Bronx Narcotics Unit threw a picnic cooler at him from very close range while he was driving a moped. Police say they were trying to arrest someone for a $20 sale of crack cocaine. They haven't yet said whether that person they were trying to arrest was Dupre or someone else. But the incident raised a lot of questions for us, right? First, how does narcotics enforcement work? What's changed under Adams? And importantly, what is the police department's top priority right now? Is it arrests at the misdemeanor level? You know, that's something for maybe less than a half gram of cocaine. Is it arrests at the felony level, which is, you know, a higher charge for the intent to sell, for example, no matter how small the amount of drug is? So a $20 sale of crack cocaine could get a felony charge. And that's where we sort of started digging into data. Charles, you crunched the numbers here. Tell us what you found. We looked at arrest data from the NYPD and court data from the state court system, and both show an increase. Uh, City police were making about 700 arrests a month when Adams first came into office in January 2022, and compared to about 1,300 arrests a month this summer, that's an 84% increase. The data shows a pretty steady increase month over month. There was, however, some variation between boroughs. In Staten Island, for example, there wasn't so much of an increase compared to like Brooklyn or the Bronx, where there was much more of an increase. Also, for all the boroughs except the Bronx, the increase is a mix of both felonies and misdemeanors. However, in the Bronx, most of the increase is driven by misdemeanors, the lowest level of rest. Bahar, I know you asked Mayor Adams and police why they're making more arrests. I'm curious, what did they tell you? So a lot of this has to do with a shift in policing in recent years. Law enforcement officers have told me that the feeling under de Blasio was sort of that, you know, police officers were under scrutiny. They didn't have backing from the city. But Adams, you know, a former police captain himself, ran on an anti-crime campaign. And he's since maintained with the NYPD that cracking down on these low-level drug arrests helps reduce other sorts of crime because the drug trade is connected to gun violence. They also say that they're cracking down because of 911 and 311 calls they're receiving from different neighborhoods. The other piece of this is that officers are often rewarded for their arrest numbers that they bring in. Um, Police will call this enforcement or proactive policing. And what this is translated to under Adams is twice the number of quality of life tickets. That's for things like public drinking, public urination, and three times as many noise complaints. I actually asked Mayor Adams directly about his drug strategy, and he was very resolute. We're not doing the games of yesteryears where we ignore it. Uh, We know attached to illegal drug trade is violence. And we're zeroing in on that, and we're going to keep doing that. You both spoke to public defenders and experts who had some real concerns about this shift in policy. Charles, would you tell us more about what they said? Legal advocates see these arrests as possibly a precursor to so-called broken windows policing, where police arrest people for uh, low crimes uh, like turnstile jumping in order to possibly find and prevent other crimes. 
this style of policing has become very hot button, and people try to even stay away from using that phrase, uh, broken windows. And we should emphasize here that we are nowhere near the level of drug arrests that we saw in the era of you know, broken windows policing. We're only seeing about a third of the number of drug arrests that we saw in like the 90s or 2000s. What do we know about whether this strategy is effective, Charles? Well, I mean, as Bahar mentioned, uh, police say it is the reason that violent crime is down. But experts uh, say it doesn't do much to combat the larger problem, which is drug use, right? And when we looked at the data, we saw that a lot of these charges didn't appear to stick. And so when we looked at the number of felonies or, or serious charges, we saw that many of those are reduced at arraignment to misdemeanors. In other words, police uh, make the arrest and they say it's a very serious drug crime, but prosecutors immediately say, no, it's not. And then those where the DA did say, yes, it's a serious crime, between 40 and 50 percent of those are dismissed. So in the end, only around 20 percent of the felony arrests that police make are actually convicted. So last month, the police arrested were trying to make an arrest of Eric Dupre when an officer threw the water cooler at him. Only about 20 percent of those type of arrests actually result in any type of conviction. Pahar, you just covered that tragedy involving drugs in the same precinct where Dupre was killed. Tell us about that and what it tells us about the problem of illegal drugs themselves in the city. This was a really awful incident. A one-year-old boy died after being exposed to fentanyl at his daycare in the Kingsbridge section of the Bronx. Um, the daycare was run out of someone's apartment, and three other young children were hospitalized. We learned that police found one kilogram of fentanyl near the gym mats where the babies took their naps. That's an almost unbelievably lethal amount of drug that could kill, you know, up to half a million people, according to officials. I went up to Kingsbridge and I spoke to longtime residents. Within just a few minutes, I met a few people who said they'd lost loved ones to fentanyl overdose and that it's gotten so bad that they actually carry around Narcan to help reverse overdoses that they might see happening on the street. The city's health commissioner said last night that fentanyl is actually it's just completely stressing the city's response to the overdose crisis, right? Because people are dying who are casually using opioids and fentanyl, but also people are dying who are using non-opioids that are contaminated with fentanyl. It's a drug that's found in 80% of the city's overdose deaths. And this neighborhood in Kingsbridge, which is, like you said, the same neighborhood where Dupre was killed, reported one of the highest overdose death rates in the entire city in 2021. But I think just to you know, remind us something that Charles mentioned, arresting people for drugs on the street level doesn't slow down drug use, drug sales, or overdoses, according to lots of research. It doesn't address the larger patterns of drug trafficking. And these sort of small-time street-level drug dealers are really quickly and easily replaced. That's WNYC reporters Charles Lane and Bahar Osadan talking with my colleague Michael Hill. Thanks for listening to NYC Now from WNYC. Catch us every weekday, three times a day. We'll be back tomorrow. 